Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. So, Elizabeth, you did something very wrong when you were a young woman, and they were going to tell your father, mm-hmm. and you weren't frightened by that. You know, it was very interesting. I, I actually uh, was in my late teens, and uh, actually I was, I think, 20 years old, and my father was a known man in our church. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a letter that I shouldn't have written, uh, had things there that nobody should have read. And the people that intercepted the letter Mm. said, we're going to let your dad know. We're going to call him and read this letter to him. And I was so embarrassed just by by the thought that my father would hear what I had written. Mm -hmm. So I called my father. Um, You know, I admire my father very much. Mm -hmm. And I know some of the listeners have not had that kind of father. But, you know, I, I was blessed by God uh, with my father. So, your father received this news very well. Actually, I called him and I said, Dad, somebody wants to talk to you. And I did something bad. And I really wouldn't like you to hear the letter because mm. it will embarrass me. Right. And my father said, if you don't want me to read it, I will not read it. Wow. I will not embarrass you any farther. Wow. What, what an act of grace on your father's part. Yes. And I, I mean, I'm getting tears just by telling you about yeah. it right now. Yeah. And uh, um, he says, if you have fixed this with God, if you know, you know, if you have fixed this, I don't need to read that letter right. to, to bring you more scorn. It must be very comforting to you, especially as a young woman, to know that you could go to your father with anything. And, and Jesus had some very hard times ahead of him. He knew what he was facing, and yet he could take all of that to the Father. But the amazing thing to me is in this prayer that we're going to read in John 17, Mm -hmm. he was not as much fixated on his own pain Mm -hmm. and trauma as he was on that which would happen to to those that were with him. That's right. And this chapter 17 of John is the longest recorded prayer of Jesus Mm -hmm. in all four Gospels. This is the longest prayer. Um, Sometimes we don't imagine Jesus praying for us, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is called the high prayer priestly uh, mm-hmm. prayer because Jesus is praying for us. That's right. So, um, we're going to take you there. So, if you have a Bible with you, uh, chapter 17 of John is where we are going to start on verse Whoa. 1. These things Jesus spoke, and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy Son, that the Son may glorify thee. Now, there's several words here we need to stop and talk about. That's right. Many, many words that we've been talking throughout the whole Gospel of John are all in this verse. Now, again, we come to the hour, because remember early on, he said, my hour has not yet come, when Mm -hmm. when his mother wanted him to make water, wine of water, the wedding feast. Yeah. Do you remember chapter 2 is when we started with this hour Mm -hmm. theme, and we traced it throughout the Gospel to all these times when Jesus said, the hour is not yet here, the hour is not yet here. Then in chapter 13, he said, the hour has come, is coming, coming. and here we have the hour has come. It's here. It is upon me. (laughs) Yeah, because see, uh, Jesus came with a particular purpose, and that purpose was the cross. cross. So, the hour always says the cross. My cross is not yet here. My cross is coming. My cross is here. My cross is here. So, anytime you see the word hour or my time has not yet come in the Gospel of John, Mm -hmm. you know that he's developing the narrative in this way for us to get to the cross, and he goes, ta-da, this is the hour. Now, here we are. Now, the next word was glorify, and remember, 
remember we talked about that in the very opening session here where we talked about we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father yes. here in John 1. Yeah, we want to remind you of that because that was really big. Remember in chapter uh, 1, verse 14, when the Word becomes flesh, mm-hmm. and John says, and we beheld his glory, he tabernacled with yes. us. Remember that yeah. word of the tabernacle in Exodus mm-hmm. and the glory of God used to show up in the tabernacle? Now, Jesus comes in the flesh, and we see His glory uh, face to face. And His glory is truly revealed at His hour. The hour is the cross, and that's when we truly see the glory of the Father through the Son as His sacrifice for us. Mm -hmm. And so, the first five verses of this uh, prayer talk about Jesus and the glory that He will have in this hour because God is presenting who He really is Mm -hmm. through the cross. And He also refers to Himself as Thy Son. The Son may glorify You. Yes, this is very interesting. Father and Son language. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people don't grasp what this means from the Old Testament because we're so used to father and son language in the New Testament, especially the Christian church. Now, we regularly talk about father and son this way. Yes, we do. Yeah, but this is a tradition that comes from way before in Mm -hmm. the Old Testament. Now, there were two places in the Old Testament, two concepts in which somebody was called God's son. Mm-hmm. It was either corporate son mm-hmm. or individual son. Israel was referred to as God's son. Yes. Corporately. That's right. So Israel was God's son in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So you have places like Hosea chapter 11, right. where he says, Out of Egypt. I've called my son. Yeah. So he's talking about the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. But the Davidic kings representing Israel were also called God's my son. son. So, in 2 Samuel chapter 7, when God is talking about Solomon, he says to David, he will be a son to me, and I will be like a father to him. And this is where we find the theme of Jesus uh, reliving the life of the Davidic king and also reliving the life of Israel because he is the son. He is the new son and the real son. Yeah, he's the ultimate son. Right. And remember that we had prophecies like Ezekiel 34 and other places that say that a ruler like David would come. So, uh, Israel was waiting for this new king who also would be God's son. So, every time in the New Testament where you hear son, Father, this is what they get in their minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the Davidic king. Right. That was now, you know, for a lot of our listeners who have a, a bad relationship with a father, mm-hmm. this, this language does not mean a lot to them. Mm-hmm. In fact, it can be awfully frightening when we tell someone that God is your father. Well, that, that does not bode well for someone who was abused by their father mm-hmm. or someone who was neglected or abandoned by them. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who find yourself in that situation, my encouragement to you is this. Imagine the father of your dreams. Mm-hmm. The father you never had. Oh, now you're getting teary-eyed, yeah, I am. huh? <laughs> but yeah. the father you always wanted, the very best father you could ever mm-hmm. possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Multiply that by a million. Mm. And that's your father in heaven, yeah. just getting a little glimpse of yeah. who he is. And this is the intimacy that Jesus had with the father. And he includes us in this intimacy. And that's the rest of the prayer. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Mike, I love when you get teary-eyed because, <laughs> you know, some of our listeners think that we're just doing this as a script. Mm-mm. You know what? This is coming directly from our hearts because this is uh, Jesus is our all in all. Okay, Mike, stop <clears> crying. Right, Keep I, reading, I've, man. Uh, I think I've recovered now. We'll go on to verse 2. Even yes. as thou gavest him authority over all mankind, that to all whom thou hast given him, he may give eternal life. So, here, not only is he bringing us along in this intimacy with the Father, but he's saying, hey, 
you have eternal life hmm. in me. And so, uh, Jesus starts talking about this and he starts using some very interesting verbs that we will encounter mm -hmm. at the cross later on, like verse 4, I glorified you on the earth and I have accomplished, past tense, the work yeah. that you have given me, because he knows that this is in the shadow of the cross. Yeah. That's why he's going to say, it is finished at the cross. It is a completed work at the cross. Yes. And Jesus recognizes that that's what's going to be when, when he completes this work. It is done. Man's salvation has been won and we have been given eternal life. Now, the second part of the prayer that goes from verses 6 to verse 19 is the part in which Jesus is going to talk about the disciples who are now staying to uh, let everybody know what he has done. So, Jesus prays for the disciples. But then something amazing happens on verse 20. So, you want to read it, Mike? Verse 20, he begins to look even further ahead. He says, I do not ask in behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, even as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that thou didst send me. Can you believe that Jesus prayed for us? Yes. Did you know, Mike, that Jesus prayed for you personally? Well, not until I had read this as a young man, then it began to really dawn on me how much he cared for me and how much he foresaw my being here. Here. Yes, actually he says here that I don't only ask you on behalf of these alone, talking about his disciples who would continue his ministry, but for those who believe in me through them, through their word. Right. So that's all of us because right. we, we believe because of, of, of what the disciples and uh, we, people we have, knew. We have read their gospels, we've read the writings of Paul, and because of that we believe. And now we are those who believe through their word and that's why he's praying for us. Now before we finish, I want to take you to a particular verse in this section where Jesus is praying for us and he's talking about us. Mm -hmm. And it's verse 24. And I'm going to tell you why this means so much to me. You want to read it? Father, I desire that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, in order that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou didst love me before the foundation of the world. Okay, I want to tell you why this means so much to me. He says, I desire, uh, I want, this is the desire of my heart, that where I am, they will be with me. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people believe that Jesus loves us because he loves the world, and this is a theologically correct statement. Well, it's almost like he's bound to love us because, after all, yeah, we're related is, to him, right? <laughs> every once in a while, you get these sentences where you, where you realize that Jesus really likes you. Mm -hmm. That if he had a computer, you know, your, your, your picture would be in the backdrop. That's right. That actually he wants to be with us. And he's saying, Father, those you have given me, please, I want them with me. I like these people. I don't want to go throughout eternity without them. He really wants to be with us. I'm reminded of what Max Lucado said. He said, if, if Jesus had a refrigerator, your photograph would be on it. If he had a wallet, your picture would be in it. He could live any place in the world he wanted to live, but he's chosen to live in your heart because he wants to be with you. Yes. See, Jesus loves us that much, and he likes us that much, and this, this is what we have to look forward to in eternal life. Can you believe it? A life that will never end with our beloved Jesus? You are loved and accepted. Jesus foresaw you. He knew you would be here. He prayed for you, and he longs to be with you. That's the message of this prayer. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Jesus101Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101Media. Until next time, live free.